family podcast about a depressed family and a woeful football club. My name's Nick, I'm your host for this evening, and who's with me tonight? Ah, uh, Daniela, because no one else could come. Hey, so, because no one else could come? Well, so you get the person who knows nothing about what's going on, <laughs> so there's someone to talk to. I'm pretty sure you watched the whole game. I did watch the whole game, so um, everyone will get to hear my take on it. And I'm pretty sure you've been watching football as long as we've been bad, which is 20 years. <laughs> Longer than that. I was so, the original Bomber supporter, buddy. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. I was here before you, so therefore I've been supporting Essendon longer than you have. You don't know which end of the ground that the Bombers kick goals at. Oh, yes, I do. The one that they kick the ball through the sticks. Oh, the one that they kick the ball through the sticks, is it? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, what's been happening? Uh, not much, not much. Just getting back into the routine after two long weekends, mm. you know. And then trying to pick up the pieces after yesterday's depressing game. Depre- and how was how was Pete, the old Collingwood supporter, the traitor in your, our midst? Well, he didn't even watch the game, but his dad watched the game and he was a bit like, tried to get Kai to, I don't know, he thought, oh, I'll put it on for a bit for Kai, but then Kai wasn't really interested. So, but he Maybe knew, Kai he should knew. change teams. No. Can you imagine? Yeah, mum wouldn't. He'd, he'd be much happier. Yeah, but mum wouldn't. Um, mum wouldn't allow it. Yeah, that's true. The Don mother. The Don mother. Mm, mm. Yeah. How was yeah. your experience at the MCG yesterday? Did you enjoy the food? Did you enjoy the atmosphere? Ah, uh, yeah, it was actually pretty good being back in um, in a game where there's a massive crowd. So it was pretty full. I, it, it felt like it was a bigger crowd than eighty four thousand. Yeah, it did. It did, but um, obviously it wasn't. Mm. Uh, although, you know, I was a little bit COVID apprehensive, but, you know, I guess we have to kind of get used to getting back out there. And, COVID um, apprehensive. Harden up, mate. Yeah. You've had it and you're triple vaxxed. It's not going to get you. No, it's not going to get me. But, well, you know, it did. But then I got over it and it was fine. Mm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so should know. we should we jump right in? The uh, should we get into oh, wait, our wait, likes and dislikes? How are you? Are you how good? do you think I am? My football team's rubbish. Oh my god, you were so negative even before they came out of the banner. Even before that's because they out. before the game, Dyson Apple is getting work on his hamstring done. Laverdi was injured in the first quarter. But we discussed this. They have to warm up. And, you know, loosen the muscles. And if it's a bit stiff, you've got to get a massage before the game. And then Nick's already, nope, nope, he's come out too early. He's not ready. It's, it was a disaster. It, it was a disaster. Oh, God. I don't, that's why I don't like sitting next to you. And I'm glad you swapped seats because I could not sit next to you for that entire game. Well, I don't like sitting next to you. So I guess we're both happy. That's fine then. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So... So why don't you fire us off? Let's start with your first like or dislike of this very depressing Anzac Day game. Okay. 
Well, I liked Sammy Draper. I mm. thought he played really well for the entire game. He threw himself at the ball, from what it looked like to me. He threw himself at the ball. He wasn't scared to get in in it and jump on it. Um, and he just looked like he worked really hard the entire game. So I he had a really him. good three and a half quarters. And then uh, there was a small patch of about 10 minutes when Darcy Parrish got injured and Brody Grundy got on top and that ended up costing us the game. Yeah, um, but he was spent like three and a half quarters of full on, mm, you know. But probably so, definitely his best game for the year and could have been potentially his best game overall, actually. Um, but I thought there was a really good effort from Sammy Draper. I will agree. Yeah, well... We we thought I think we were saying that if if we'd won he probably would have been the Anzac Day medalist. There's no way he would have been the Anzac Day medalist. He's <gasps> definitely going to be Darcy Parish. You reckon? I didn't yeah, even know Darcy Parish. I'm surprised Darcy Parish didn't win the Anzac Day award. Even given that little, I don't even know what his name is. Um, the that guy that dickhead. kept kicking all the goals. That he, let's see, let's see what his stats were. <clears throat> Who, the blonde guy? Uh, he had 12 disposals for five goals. Guy. Yeah, he kicked five goals. Great. Congratulations. Yeah, but uh, that's not half of, his, half of his possessions or getting rid of the ball were goals. Isn't that right? Isn't that what that means? That's what a position is, mate. Um, well, there you go. So almost half, half of his, his possession. He didn't have any influence on the game apart from kicking straight. Apart from kicking most of their goals. Darcy Parrish dominated that game. Oh, what uh, were Darcy and, Parrish's stats? And... What were his stats? Yeah. 44 and, disposals, 13 and, kicks, 31 handballs. Of those, how many resulted in goals? Uh, he was the highest on the um, ground with score involvements. With scoring bombers? Score involvements. Oh, score involvements. Oh. Highest on the ground with score involvements. Yes. So he helped score goals. Chains that he was part of resulted in scores. Yes, more than any other player. Oh. Yeah, but how many of, of the goals that we actually got did he help get? I think he had seven or nine. Let's have a look. Go down okay, here. so almost it was almost like he kicked seven or nine goals. That's not what a score involvement means. No, I know, but it's like helping to score the goal. So if you looked at it, comparing him to that blonde Collingwood guy. He had seven score involvements. There you go. So he contributed to seven goals. Yes. Seven scores. Seven Not seven scores. goals. Uh, and he had 15 uh, contested possessions, which okay. means he won it in the contest. Anyway, so... <laughs> I think that was that's a big dislike for me, the fact that Darcy Parrish did not get the Anzac Day medal. Clearly a deserving winner, then more deserving than that dickhead who won it. Yeah, but when does it ever go to the non-winning team? Very often. Oh, really? Yes. Name one. Name one? Yeah. Uh, I believe James Hurd won it one year in a losing team. Really? Yep. Joe Name Watson's won it in a losing team. And another uh, well, I'd have to go back through the Anzac Day stats. Okay, don't bother. <laughs> so that was a very big dislike for me. Another dislike for me was the fact mm. that we won every aspect of that game mm. apart mm. from the scoreboard. 
that's true. We won the what is it? The contested possession, the turnover. Yeah, we won overall disposals. We won inside 50s. We won yeah, disposal efficiency. We won efficiency inside forward 50. We did not win the hitouts. It was even. We won the clearances by 12. The centre clearances by 17. Um, we had more contested possessions, more possessions overall, more uncontested possessions. And in fact, we had more turnovers. Um, the only stat that we did not win convincingly, well, apart from the score, was tackles inside 50 and tackles in general. So it was 3 to 11 tackles inside 50, which has been our problem all year, that the ball comes into the forward line and gets whisked away straight down the other end and results in either a goal or some kind of score. Hmm. Okay. So what were we doing wrong? If we got high stats, most of the stats, but didn't win. So we didn't keep the ball inside our forward 50 and we didn't kick well in front of goal. It was very poor set shots Mm. over the day. Yeah. And it felt like to me that, who did I say that to? I think I said it to Nikki, little Nikki. Um, To me, it looked like, like they just weren't playing with that, you know how Tipper plays and he just like, he just doesn't, he plays like it's the last game he's ever going to play and he just throws himself everywhere, runs for everything like his life depends on it. You know, they the ball would be you know, a metre away from them and they'd just like slowly jog and be like, meh, I'm not getting that. Someone else can get that. Or, you know, they just weren't playing with, apart from Sammy Draper, but they weren't playing with any intensity. That's been our problem all year. A lack of intensity around the contest, lack of intensity for periods of games. And again, it cost us when we let Collingwood get on top late. Um, I was watching that game. We were all over Collingwood. They Mm. just were super efficient every time they went forward. Mm -hmm. And they got a few cheap ones. Happens every Anzac day. Happens every (laughs) Anzac day. I was waiting for this. Do you know what? Do you know what my favourite thing about football is? What? The, so this was my favourite again yesterday. When okay, the ball me. the ball is in our forward line, mm-hmm. and one of our players tackles one of their players, mm-hmm. and it should be holding the ball. Mm-hmm. Instead, it gets paid as a high tackle, and then mm-hmm. in the same passage of play, it goes down the other end. The same motion, same high tackle, and it gets paid holding the ball. Yeah. That is absolutely my favourite <laughs> thing in football. Isn't it your favourite thing in football, Daniela? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, even I noticed the massive inconsistencies, and it was as clear as day. There was one where it was, um, I think we got called high tackle. No, no, no. First it was one against us. Like it was clearly, even when they paused the footage on the big screen, the Collingwood guy had his arm around the Essendon players. I can't remember who it was, but had his arm around the neck or, you know, and the umpire goes, meh, and then balls it up or whatever he does. And then literally like five minutes later, the same thing happens down, but it's an Essendon guy against a Collingwood player and he calls, what's it called? High tackle. Yep. That was like, like, ugh, so frustrating. 
very welcome, impressive. Welcome to Anzac Day at the MCG. But, yeah, okay. <sighs> I don't know. I don't so, know. And, and ultimately, those three or four cheapies that they got um, ended up They resulted in, goal, in like points. Scored yeah, in goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they were free kicks in their forward line that they then. Yeah, and then that stupid 50 meter. Like, come on. Yeah, late in the game, Brody Grundy. But Nikki, Nikki was saying that unless the umpire didn't call play on after the Collingwood player kicked, like, started to walk off. So. Yeah, he should have called play on. It shouldn't have. But again, as soon as you make that action, it's play on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and who, who got the 50 paid against him? Uh, I can't remember who was on the mark. I think Nick Hind. Yeah, but it was like, if it was Hind, he moved out of reflex, like, you know, out of mm-hmm. instinct. So it's not something that that you, you know, have control over, I guess. Well, there was um, one earlier in the game when Essendon took a mark and the umpire called the mark and still Sidebottom took about three or four steps over the mark and they didn't pay a 50. And then oh, they paid yeah, I that remember, one. I remember your tirade about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. What can we do about them? Mm, not much. Just whinge about it on a fan podcast. <laughs> so, another like for me was the fitness oh, of one. Zach Merritt. Yeah. Oh. Zach Merritt came back and he looked really, really fit. Um, Jake Stringer, on the other hand, did not look fit at all. Oh, but he still played. Oh, he did pretty well for, like, having come off an injury. Mm, well, yeah, he kicked three goals too. He's, he, well, he, that's, that's pretty good. He played his role, but he wasn't fit. He wasn't... For us to have any chance this season, we need a fit and firing Jake Stringer. And he just... We haven't had one. He's been mismanaged in the preseason, mismanaged when he came back from his groin injury. And we're not going to get him right until after the bye. And the reality is our season's already over. Uh, It'll be round 11, I think, for us. Um, Mm. The reality is the season's already over, so it doesn't matter. Might as well put him on ice for the year. Mm. Wow. What's your catchphrase of the season, Nicholas, that seems to be happening? Do you know What's what your that? catchphrase is? Soft tissue injuries. Do you know how many times mm. I've heard you say soft tissue injuries? Mismanaged rehab. I think that's going to be the soundtrack for the season. Yep. Soft tissue injuries, mismanaged team. But so... consistently though, like that's the first crop of good impact he's had for the season, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's been his, his most impactful game. Um, but it's not the it's not him playing at his best, that's for sure. Oh, no. Sorry, but, but then what were you saying about Zach Merritt? He looks really fit. Zach Merritt came back and he looked fit, yeah. So they've done they've obviously done a really good job with his rehab because um, mm-hmm. he, he had surgery four weeks ago. So, um, ah, on so what? we'll see we'll, on the syndesmosis injury that he was coming back from. What's the syndesmosis again? That is the soft tissue between your tibia and fibula, which are the two bones bones in your leg, (laughs) which are the top of your ankle. Oh, not your thigh bone. It's not your thigh bone. bone. That's your femur, right? Which is called your femur, (laughs) which articulates with your tibia, but not your fibula. So do you want a little anatomy lesson? In between your tibia and fibula, there is a spider web-like substance called Called the syndesmosis. 
Mm. And when that tears, which happens when you can happen when you roll your ankle. I didn't even that... want tissue in between the two those two bones. Yes, there is called syndesmosis. Yeah. yeah, I know that now. Thanks. Yeah. So when that tears, which was often not diagnosed in the years past, they need to be repaired. Otherwise, um, it will take a very very long time to heal because it doesn't have good blood supply. Oh, gotcha. And you can't change direction well. It's too painful. Oh, okay. Huh. And do we seem to be so having the, a lot of those at the minute? Syndesmosis? Uh, we've, I think they're getting diagnosed more, but no, we, we haven't had a lot. We haven't had more than the AFL average. We had oh, okay. two or three last year. Stringer had one two years ago. Then last year we had two or three. Um, and then this year we've had Zach Merritt. And we thought Darcy Parrish had had it, but the news out of the club today is that he didn't do a major injury. He just rolled his ankle. So how do you diagnose them then? Like, how do you find that um, that tissue in between those two bones is torn? Well, they take an MRI. Oh, okay. You can diagnose them oh, clinically. You can diagnose them clinically mm. by planting their foot and getting them to turn. Um, but really, you can't confirm But you still confirm that with the MRI. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, cool. But that's besides the point. So I'm sure all the listeners didn't really care about the syndesmosis <laughs> injury. They all they cared about was that well, Zach Merritt came back and I'm... had a good game. Yeah, but now I'm like, oh, okay. Now I understand what the injury is and what part of the body it affects. So now you have more understanding. So it was useful. Mm, I think anyway. Very useful. So what did you think about our mm-hmm. intent and effort throughout the day compared to previous weeks? Intent and effort? Yes. Um, I thought we were more part of the game, maybe. Like we appeared to have showed up a bit more. But at the same time, like I said before, we we didn't have any intensity. Why are you looking at me like that? Nicholas at the moment has just put his head in his hands and he's just shook his head. What? 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 <laughs> yes, we were more part of the game than we have been in previous weeks. Yeah, like we seem to be... You know what I mean? Like, we anyway, we were more part of the game, but we weren't as intense as I would have liked. Yeah, so we had a better effort. We we played three That's and a half quarters it. of football as opposed to one yeah. quarter or no yeah. quarters like as we have done in previous. Yeah. It wasn't a whitewash. Like they gave us some glimmers of hope that we actually might win, but then whatever goal we got, Collingwood pretty much answered straight away. And then in that last quarter, then they just got two or three in a row, which gave them a bit more of a gap. So it was, then we were like, oh, fine, we're not going to win. Like, you know, mm. our hopes of chance, our hopes of winning were less. Whereas for three quarters of the game, we were in with it. We looked like we were in with the chance. Mm. Yeah, as I said, I, th- I thought we, for the most part, dominated that game. Um, mm. The only thing that cost us a win is that Collingwood c- kicked incredibly accurately. They kicked 15 mm. goals from 18 scoring shots. <sighs> yep. Nikki yep, Noodles yep. shared an analysis in our little group today about their expected oh, score versus our expected score. Maddie and Nikki um, were arguing over. Yeah, so <laughs> let me just bring it up 
um and we'll Actually, see you put that in a, um i'll put that on the on the socials so everyone well, you're, can you're the social about. media manager so well there you go there. i will um so i'm not sure where he got these stats from let me just bring it up this is a great podcast or how reliable or how reliable they are because um, um so apparently it takes um the average data across the AFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says sort of, and it calculates what the expected score is from the shots that they kicked and where they kicked them from. So we actually did better than we should have. So we scored 81 from an expected 66 and Collingwood kicked 93 from an expected 56. Um, mm. So so we had more shots um, and not necessarily better quality shots, but certainly we had more shots. Um, and Collingwood, look, to me, their shots look like really good quality that we gave up um, good shots for them. But their expected score was actually almost half of what they kicked. So oh, essentially, what, the okay. point of that whole graph is that they probably had the best kicking game in front of goal that they'll have all year. And that was ultimately the difference. And we didn't have our best kicking game in front of goal, which yeah. is a theme for us. We're, we've been very poor in front of goal this year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know who else I like? Um, um, what's his name? Peter Wright. He, I thought he did a little bit, not for the whole game, but for some of it. He did. He I did thought he played one of his worst games for the year. <gasps> what? Yep. Why? Uh, he is. didn't He's really get involved before. until the last quarter. Uh, Didn't he score in like one of the first two quarters? He kicked one goal one and had eight disposals. Hmm. For our number one key forward, uh, I thought that was pretty... I mean, they've worked him out now. They just need to double team him. And we're we're still trying to find the mix to get him support. And we haven't been able to work it out yet. But also, we're not delivering it well into the forward line. And we're not getting space for him. Because every every time we kicked a goal into our forward line, there were like three Collingwood people to one Essendon person, and the Collingwood players would just jump higher. That was it. They just jumped higher. Yeah. Yeah. Are you mocking me? <laughs> I thought, look, he could have created space for the other forwards because Waterman mm-hmm. kicked four, Stringer kicked three. Guelphie and Perkins both kicked two. So, you know, maybe if he's not in there doing the work, then we don't kick those goals or they don't get the space. Um, and I was really pleased with Ike Waterman's game. He kicked yeah. very accurately, did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we missed quite a few that we probably should have kicked. Um, yeah. But overall, I thought um, our forwards did pretty well, apart from the pressure in the forward line and the tackling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just remembered that first goal that Peter Wright went to kick hit the post. So mm, early yeah. in the game. I forgot that. Yeah. Um Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't that pleased with Nick Cox. He's he had some he did some nice oh, things. Yeah, he had some yeah. The crowd wasn't too positions. happy with him. So who who's that? The crowd. Like the people around us weren't too happy. Like, I yeah. just remember not positive groans from the crowd around us with Nick Cox. I think he needs some time in the twos, to be honest. He's yeah. 
He's lacking a bit of confidence. He, I mean, his game was better. That was probably his best game for the year. But mm. um, I'm not convinced it was worth him staying in the team for. Yeah. yeah. Who are you talking I think he's to? getting gifted games by virtue yeah. to develop him. Uh, yeah, but they can do that in the twos. Well, I think he needs some time in the twos to get his hands on the footy, yeah. Yeah, and what were you... You were talking to a lady on the train who said that um, Francis should should be in or should be getting a chance, or was it Francis or Phillips? Who were you talking and you said... Oh, well, Phillips is injured. Someone... I'd like to see Francis in. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're saying that, you know, you don't understand why he's not getting a a chance. Was was that the person? Yeah, I would have preferred to see Francis. Yeah, I'd rather see Francis in over Baldwin and I'd rather see Cutler on the wing at the moment than Cox, that's for sure. Mm. Mm. So, look, I I thought uh, individually most of our defenders were pretty good. I thought Jake Kelly was really good and I think Laverde going down really hurt us um, because Mm. Majek was able to get off the lead and um, and able to kick some late goals. Um, our defensive structure really broke down once Laverde went off and Hind came mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, and I really think what turned the game ultimately um, was Darcy Parrish missing that 10-minute patch in the middle of the last quarter um, because we were winning all the clearances at the start of that quarter. We got in front, then he got injured in the tackle, and then that really cost us. What quarter was that? Um, they got a big enough lead. That was in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. But the reality is Collingwood are a shit football team. <laughs> now, are you and only saying that for because of historical rivalry? No, they're rubbish. They're, they're a very young team. Uh, they're a developing team. And we were caught in a shit fight all day with them and we mm. ended up losing to them. Um, we have a team like Fremantle last week who we you would say that we're on the same development path as missed finals yeah. last year and we played finals and they beat us by 50 points. We only just mm. scraped over the line against Adelaide. Um, as much as the effort was better, as much as the performance was better, we are very much underperforming on where we should be. Not one player... Not mm. one aspect of the game plan, not one aspect of the football club is better this year than it was last year. Yeah. It's so disappointing because last year was so promising. Well, you know, it was looking like the team was showing such good, you know, we were heading in the right direction. The, the players looked like they were working well together. And now this year, it's all turned to shit. Yep. Yep. And so, what have they been doing? What did they do in pre-season? What, what learning have they done? What growth have they experienced? None. At this stage, we are a worse football team than we were 12 months ago, with the same record. So, yeah. there's big, big problems at Essendon. Our season is cooked. We, I can't see us getting anything out of this season. And if we look ahead to our next four games, mm-hmm. I can't see us winning one of them. Who's so the let next me, four? Let me read these out to you. 
please do. Now. I'm just bringing them up. Be patient. Well, Play some elevator music. Some ele- yeah, I was going to say you need some elevator music because the dead air. That's not elevator music. That's just creepy. music. So, we are now one and five. We have yes. the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. then the Hawks, mm-hmm. then the Swans, mm-hmm. then Richmond, then yep. Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Then round 12 is the bye. Mm-hmm. I think we will be 1 and 11 by the time we get to the bye. Do you reckon that it, it, it's like that? What's our worst season? What's the worst season we've had in the last... We know, had four wins in 2005. But let that me have the, a look at it. Oh, are you... Are you Googling again. Yes. I believe we finished. Well, this is not including 2016, right? Um, uh-huh. We had. No, eight wins in 2005. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 2006. That we had a bad year. Or the yeah. worst year. Yeah, That's right. It's a bit depressing, isn't it? Here we go. What? 2006. Three wins, 18 losses, one draw. Mm. What was we are on track for that kind of year. Hmm. Okay. Um, this year. Now, I can't tell you who we beat that year because I would have to go through every no, game. that's fine. But uh, I think we're on track for that kind of record this year. Okay. So, um, did we talk about the Bulldogs game? So, um, ultimately, to sum it up, Mm-hmm. Yes, it was better performance. Mm-hmm. Yes, we saw more intent for longer periods of the game. But ultimately, we lost a game to mm-hmm. a team that is should have been further behind us in the development cycle. They're rubbish. They are oh. no good. And we have lost another game to a team that we should have beaten. Mm-hmm. So it's it's bad signs for Essendon. I'm... I'm done. So what do we do? What do we do? Do we stop watching? Do we keep watching and just wallow in our misery? Or I think we just spend the year being depressed. That's what uh, we do. Another, well, that's going to be fun. Another mm-hmm. 22nd year in a row. That's a waste of time. Anyway, okay. let's take All a little right. bit of a break. And then cool. when we come back, we'll have a talk about the uh, shellacking. Danny. Yes. 3.10, Sunday afternoon, Marvel Stadium. We take on the other one of last year's grand finalists, the Western Bulldogs. 
The Western Bulldogs. What do you think is going to happen? Well, do you know what? Something magical could happen and we could actually beat them. Like the stars just align and, you know, the sun's in the apex or whatever and all our goals, kicks go through the goals, the players jump higher and they get their marks and then we win. The Bulldogs aren't travelling that well. They're actually two and four. Well, didn't they lose against some nuffy team? Well, they lost to Adelaide last week by a point. <laughs> Adelaide, yeah. So, so last time we played them, they beat us by seven goals in the last final that we'll play for a long time. Or maybe more. No, I think it was 10 goals. Really? No, didn't... Oh, we played them last year in the finals, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So they beat us by... 49 yeah, points, and then we beat them the, the time before that. And we were 13. just happy we got there. So. No, no. Nuffies like you were happy we got there. <laughs> I was very disappointed that we once again made it to the finals <sighs> and got our asses handed to us. God, you're so dramatic and depressing all the time. We got to a final, yay! Mm, you realise we've got the longest finals drought of any club outside of Gold Coast? No, what about um, Melbourne? They have 57 years or something. They won the grand final last year. Yeah, but it took them 57 years to get there. And they're also the most recent premiers. Yeah, and it took them 57 years to get there. So we're not the longest drought. Yes, we are. We are currently the longest drought, apart from Gold Coast, who have never made the finals. Yeah, but outside Melbourne, who took 57 years to win a grand final. We are the longest I don't understand what you're saying. It took Apart from the clubs that have never, <laughs> never won a grand final, we have been the longest since winning a grand final. No, that's not true. We've been the longest since winning a final, not since winning the grand final. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Bulldogs this week, who are not travelling yeah. that flash. But... So that's why I'm telling you, the stars align, the sun is in the apex, our kicks go through the goals and our players jump higher and we win. Mate, you're enough enough. <laughs> Let's have a look okay. at their lineup. You tell me what's going to happen, Nick. We are going to lose by 12 goals. Let me, let's have a look at their lineup. Uh, goals is a bit much. Let's, where are we? Lineups here. So. Who's in, who's out? Their midfield, their strengths of their midfield are the exact thing that beat us. And that is strong, big-bodied midfielders. They have a ton of them. They have a ton of inside ball-winning beasts. And I think we will, particularly if Darcy Parrish misses, we will struggle to get our hands on the football. Um, Then they've got really good forwards in Aaron Norton um, and Cody Waitman. Now, Cody Waitman is similar to that um, dickhead who won the Anzac Day medal. Uh, I forget his name. <laughs> the blonde um, guy. He's got a similar name to someone I went to school with. Ginevan, that's right. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, so Cody Waitman is a free kick milker. So he will kick four or five from you umpire's gifts. Oh, he, as in he'll like dive for the ball and be like, oh. He will, will get a ton him. of free kicks. So an, an annoying little small forward tends to What's cut his name us again? up. Cody Waitman. Um, and then 
if Laverde doesn't come up, then Aaron Norton will have a field day. Um, I don't think their defence is necessarily that good, um, particularly if Tipper comes back this week. Which is, Do you reckon he will? He's a chance. Uh, he's played about four or four, five games How in the chance twos. He? He's played about four or five games in the twos. What's so that is that good? Is that enough? He should be fit enough now you reckon? to make it into the team. Does he look fit enough? Have you watched him? Yeah, I've seen some highlights. He looks and? he looks relatively fit to me. Um, mm. so that would be fun. That would be fun, yes. Um, so in terms of ins and outs from our side, uh, mm-hmm. well, I, as I mentioned before, I'd, I'd prefer Cox out for to, um, for Cutler to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I really don't care which small forward goes out for Tipper to come in or which player goes out for Tipper to come in. Um, if he's fit. Then bring Tipper in. Look, I I think the performances overall were relatively solid from our side, but I just don't see a way where we beat the Bulldogs, given the clouds over Peter Wright, um, Darcy Parish, mm-hmm. um, and who else went for scans. And and we've got to see how Stringer pulls Laverty. up and and how Merritt pulls up. Yeah, and and the cloud over Laverty. I just don't see us having the cattle to get over the line. Um, we just we just fade out for patches. If we fade out for ten minutes against the Bulldogs, we won't lose by two goals like we did against Collingwood. We'll lose by mm. six or seven. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully, well, there's a glimmer of hope. Tipper might be back in. Yeah. The only way we yeah. win is if we have more tackling pressure than we had on Anzac Day for much much longer more portion of the game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, maybe you should like, I don't know, write a letter to Essendon and say we need more tackling pressure. Please. Well, the coaches seem to be on top of it and they seem to be trying to change the game plan, but it's an application thing. I just don't think we concentrate for long enough in games. We get too distracted, you think? Mm. Mm. By shiny things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well. So, so, who do you think comes in for us? Player-wise? Yeah. You're asking me? Yeah. Um, Tipper? You yep. said he's played four or five games, so therefore he should come in. Mm-hmm. I think if he came in too, it'd probably breathe, you know, fresh air, new life. And it might give them the energy they need to actually... Pull one out of the bag. Um, maybe which one, Francis? Give Francis a go, because like you said, he should come in. Mm. Yeah, mm. I I wouldn't be displeased with Francis for Baldwin. That's true. Yeah. You know, Baldwin Baldwin deserved his spot. He kicked five in the VFL, but um, this is his. What's Francis uh, done in the VFL? He hasn't played as well as Baldwin, but I just think he. Um, oh. He's just a more established player. I think Baldwin, yeah. if he continues on this trajectory, is going to be a really good forward. Um, mm. But I just have a soft spot for Francis. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, I think if, I think if Tipper comes in, I think it'll bring new life in into the club mm. and might just give him, you know, a bit of pep in their step. A bit of pep in their step, hey? Yep, pep in their step. 
Oh, nice. So let's have a look at our team from last week. We'll see who goes out. What do you mean? Did I, did I put, are you just having a look to see names up there? Yeah. It's it's hard to say mm-hmm. who we're going to drop. Um, Based on Anzac Day performance? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like to see Hobbs dropped. Um, I well, wouldn't no like to see... no one made any massive cock-ups. Like, everyone kind of contributed Everyone played well okay. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't everyone that was like, there wasn't anyone that was like, oh, that's it. He played shit. They should go. Apart from, you know, everyone because we didn't win the game. Um, But there was no really, really poor performances. So I guess we just need to wait and see how everyone pulls up and who who we bring in. But I'd like to Mm. see Tipper in and I'd like to see Francis in. And I'd like to see Cutler in. Well, there you go. Hopefully, and Cox out, you said. Yeah, I, I think Cox needs to run in, the, run in the twos and I'd like to see Cutler in for Cox. Yeah, okay. Well, fingers crossed that happens for you, Nick. Mm, well, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's put this disaster of an episode to bed. I've had enough. Yeah, I mean, there's not really, like, what much more can you say? As an was shit, we lost. You don't like how we're trucking. I'm trying to be positive, but you don't like it. So, meh. And we're going to lose to the Bulldogs. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So follow us on where where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram at the Don Father Pod. Um, and they can follow to see all our wacky antics. They can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts. And if you click follow, you get notified every time there's a new episode. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. We should, you know what we should do? We should have like a little game section where we play some quiz or trivia because, I mean, we can't keep talking about how sad and depressing Essendon is. Mm. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, thanks for joining me this evening. Oh, anytime, Nick. Anytime. And for those of you out there, thanks for listening. Yes, we appreciate it, don't we? And until next time, go Dogs!